Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the hydration break. Couldn't think of a word there to use, but came up with one. Um, we're back. It's been a bit. Uh, yeah. So what 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 have you been up to with life? Um, we're we're here again, me and Lindy. No change there. Uh, nothing too crazy, um, unless you count the fact that I drove to St. Louis in the same day and then drove back home. Um, you know, besides that, nothing too crazy. Yeah, I mean, you got to go to the U.S. game and witness the return of the player that we're going to talk about later, Julie Ertz, and we will get into that a little bit more, but I'm sure that was exciting. That was really exciting. Uh, St. Louis, uh, you guys have a really great stadium. Uh, I would be really excited to go back. I got to hang out with some soccer friends that I usually never get to hang out with, like outside of like a soccer like match. So um, it was pretty, pretty fun. I'm excited to see more of this player that we're coming back that's coming back we're very yeah. excited about talking about this she's going to be a very focal point of this episode for a variety of reasons yeah. um but i mean at, to, though like oh man well i mean i feel like there's been a lot of excitement going on we haven't we as i said we haven't talked for a bit um but the last weekend i was very focused on watching the um, women's hockey world's uh, championships. And it was, it was a crazy Sunday when uh, the U S beat Canada for the championship six to three. It was a very, very exciting game back and forth Hillary Knight with the hat trick. Um, and it was, it was an amazing game. Anytime the United States plays Canada, it's always, it's always, always, always it's such a huge rivalry. It was played in Canada so that was on top of it. It was the crowd was very, very anti-US. So it was it was fun. It, it, and it just makes it makes such a great environment. C Canada just loves their hockey and it was so fun to see. Canada love hockey? Strange. Never heard yeah. that before. It it was uh, good. I I was kind of kind of sad that I missed the game, but I do love me some Hillary Knight. So oh, she's same. a beast. Same. Clearly. Yeah, she she was so so good. She just was recently um in the last year named captain of the USA squad. So, um captain captain Knight to got the hat trick. She just took over the captain game. Captain Knight. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I I love it. Um I love any chance I get to see them play. So, it was really fun. And then uh you said there was going to be a game next year in the US. Yeah, so the worlds are going to be in the United States in New York State, um, in Utica, New York. Uh, dates TBD, but sometime in April, roughly about the same time of year, it sounds like. Um, so the United States gets to host. So let's pack the pack the um, arenas just like Canada did for their games um, and cheer on the U.S. and hopefully we can go back to back. Yeah, that sounds um, sounds exciting but uh, i've always wanted to see it you like a usa hockey game in person so i think i know what i'm doing next april road trip <laughs> i don't know about driving <laughs> might be definitely a flight it'll be a flight but well i think we should do it i think it would be a really fun time because again i would also like to see them play and um why not yeah. so yeah it should be good uh the other big thing that we haven't 
really talked about a lot is this last Friday, um, I live in Iowa City, um, Hawkeye alum. And uh, as a vast majority of people know, um, Iowa came up just short of winning a national championship in the NCAA tournament. Um, they lost to LSU. Sorry, but we, I know it, it, it was an excellent tournament across the board. The viewership was amazing. It was fun to have a team make it as far as they did. Caitlin Clark is a monster. Um, and so they had an event last Friday um, on campus to celebrate the team. Yeah, they came up short, but we love our team. We absolutely love women's basketball here in the state of Iowa across the board, not just the um, Iowa Hawkeyes, but um, Drake also made the tournament as at Iowa state. Um, all three of them won their conference championships. Um, and so it's a big deal. I women's basketball is a big thing right now in the state of Iowa. So they celebrated them on campus on the Pentecrest, which is like the main focal point of the campus. And so, uh, they said that roughly 10,000 people showed up, um, to celebrate them. They had a big thing. Caitlin Clark sang happy birthday on the stage. Uh, and <laughs> She's not a very good singer, so we found the one thing that she's not good at. Yeah, but I'm glad that she's not perfect. No, she's got (laughs) other skills just a bit. Um, Yes. She doesn't need to be good singing. But yeah, it was very exciting because that is just coming off the – coming off the WNBA draft that happened and Monica Sonano from the Iowa Hawkeyes got drafted, so that's very exciting. She got drafted by the LA Sparks. Oh, there you go. Go LA. Yeah. So, and Caitlin gave her, Caitlin essentially emceed the event. Um, and so she was, she gave a shout out. She's like, we're all LA Sparks fans. Um, and so it was, it was very, it was very fun. Um, so I mean, we're going to go to the LA Sparks game. If she makes the team, it's tough. WNBA is a tough, tough league to make it in. So we'll see, but I'm hoping for the best for her. Um, and then next season, uh, it should be a good one. Uh, and also, Women's sports is growing in general. So for specifically for Iowa, um, they had to put a pause on season tickets um, for the women because last season they sold 6,000 tickets and Carver, which is the arena that they uh, play in, um, it holds about 14,500 people, something like that. So they sold 6,000 last year. Well, on top of the 6,000 that already has said that they wanted to continue, they sold another 6,400 tickets, season tickets, and they had to put a pause on it because you have to have room for the students plus the away team gets a certain amount of tickets. So there is now a pause on season tickets. They might be sold out of tickets for all of the games for the Iowa women's basketball team next year, which is a huge deal. Uh, so my question is, did you get your season tickets? No. So (laughs) there's a whole situation with that, that, uh, it didn't, it didn't work out, um, because I was waiting for someone to give me an answer if they wanted to go in on tickets and they waited too long and that made me wait too long. So no, but my name is on a wait list. So if there are openings, I'm hoping that I can get um, some tickets. So here's to hoping, but who knows? Uh, if anyone hope- has connections to the Iowa uh, athletics to bump Liz up, she is the diehard Iowa fan. So and that's, that's the she thing. needs to be like, there. 
I hope it's not a bunch of people buying tickets to sell them at higher prices. That's please. If you, if you bought tickets, please actually go to the the games because I would actually go to all of the games and, but it's okay. But yeah, that tournament was wonderful. And I mean, I know that we both watched a lot of it. I know that all of you were cheering on my Hawkeyes, which I greatly appreciated. Um, and yeah, that, and the, the final game, I will say across the board, um, the referees got too involved in it. I don't want to talk about this too much, but the referees got too involved. Let the players play. Um, I, I've heard sides. from multiple people, like people who don't typically watch women's basketball that, wow, the refs, this game are so involved. Yep. I mean, it, it was not even just on Iowa side. It was on both sides of the thing. It was, it was just, they got too involved. They, they knocked key players out on both um sides in that first half. It just, it shouldn't have happened that way. Um, and it's just unfortunate that that happened, but LSU played a heck of a game shout out to them. Um, and it is what it is. We lost and it, it was fun. I appreciate the trash talking, the taunting, whatever you want to call it. I'm all for it. I don't have a problem with it. Caitlin Clark flat out said she has no problem with it. So everybody just needs to stop talking about it. I think if um, they just want to make it a bigger issue than it is, it's trash talking. It's, sports people do it like on yep. all like in on all levels both genders like caitlin does it like stop making yeah. it a big deal like i will say i will say this angel reese needs to come up with her own thing because she essentially just took what caitlin did to louisville and then used it and continues to use it i'm like come up with your own thing be more creative i think so i think she, someone else did it working caitlin though well they? yeah it's it's a john cena thing but what oh, i'm saying okay, is yeah. she she decided to do the john cena you can't see me thing and she did it to the bench to, when she was walking to the bench against the louisville game in the louisville game and then angel saw it and said things and hey, then know, she decided you know, to do it was it it's fine uh, imitations of death from of uh, flattery you know yeah so, and again i'm okay, fine with that i don't coming up with that i don't care but it's just the fact that i'm just like come up with something else like it, it was just weird uh but shout out to them i mean what what a great run lsu had nobody expected them to be in the championship game either unexpected and, kind of annoyed but uh i mean yeah. that's just purely because you know most people do not like um the coach which i'm not going to give and mention her name but I do, I do appreciate what the team did, um, and congratulations to them because I'm not gonna flat out disregard what they did just because of their coach, because yep. they did their amazing athletes and what they did on this run was incredible. Oh, I agree. And also, a side shout out to Iowa with beating the undefeated South Carolina team. Um, the game yeah the, the, the you handed South Carolina their one loss of the year and it was to knock them out of the tournament which I so was that game itself was probably my favorite I wanted to throw up the entire time and was <laughs> wreck and it was a me- I was a mess that entire tournament um and it was but it was so much fun I I I love women's basketball I miss it right now um and I can't wait for the next season to start. Um, I think everybody feels that way uh, because there were so many people that tuned in um, to watch. And I think 
not to take anything away from a lot of players, but I think that a lot of people were t- tuning in to watch Caitlin Clark ball out because she was playing out of her mind. Um, and then she won all of the player of the year awards that you could win this season. Um, and, and she's just an absolute star. And we are very, very grateful here in the state of Iowa that she decided to stay in state and represent her school. And she's not only an excellent basketball player, but she's an excellent person. Um, they just, she actually, not to get too into this, but uh, this last week she did a, a meet and greet at the Coralville Food Pantry and they raised over $63,000 um, for the food pantry. So it's pretty awesome the work that she's been doing. Yeah, I really like how generous with her time she is and not just with um, like volunteering and doing this like a little photo op meet and greet or a photo op kind of event that most people would do. She's very hands-on and she really cares about what kind of um, like organizations she's giving her time and attention to. And I think that just shows the maturity um, like that she has. And I, I know that there are other players on other teams. Paige Beckers is one that comes to mind that does that um, mm-hmm. as well. And Aaliyah Boston gives back a ton to her community. And she is also an outstanding yeah. player. And I wish her – her story is phenomenal. Um, I wish her nothing but the best um, for the Indiana Fever and uh, in her pursuit of a career in the WNBA. Uh there, there are just so many players that we could give shout outs to that uh, have grown the game of women's basketball in the last year to four years. That South Carolina team, as they called themselves, the Freshies, um, <clears throat> put South Carolina basketball on the map a lot more than what yeah. it had been. Don Staley is an amazing coach. And I'm just so happy to see that the collegiate women's basketball game is growing as much as it is. And I hope it just continues. Yeah, it's like, so just one one last thing, uh, just coming from living, growing up in Tennessee, not knowing anything about basketball really, but having like like everybody be so supportive about women's basketball just because of the legacy that Pat Summit left at UT. Uh, it's just incredible to see that happening in other places and as they should because it's women, like it's basketball like like yeah. I feel like small schools with terrible men's teams have the support of like what um what some like what South Carolina does I'm just like women yeah. can also have that change in aspect if you give them another time and money and like opportunity to do it exactly yeah uh Pat Summit we've talked about this I love Pat Summit um I love Candace Parker that played at Tennessee. Um, just a big fan of what Pat Summit did to grow the game. Um, and she's truly missed. Um, and it, she just was a phenomenal coach and yeah. human being. So, yeah. Yeah, I I just, I, I don't know. It, it, but it, the game's growing. And I guess we can talk about the next league that's growing in popularity and just started a few weeks ago. And let's just get into the mm. NWSL here a little bit. Yeah. Um, is there any big storylines that we want to start with first? What do you, what do you want to start with? Oh, um, there's, I mean, it hasn't been too crazy. Just a uh, coach getting fired, 
um, a, a national team player coming back from, you know, being MIA from everything, uh, signing with, oh, you know, just Angel City. No big uh, deal. Where do you want to start? I mean, we also, we've got the new expansion team with a former national team being named the head coach there too. We've got all of these storylines. I mean, let's just, what is your biggest takeaway from like just a general overview of the season so far? I feel like my prediction of bottom of the table is going to be wrong. I'm still confident on the other two, but um in general uh i feel like kansas city we expected them to do bad we just don't just did not expect them to do as bad as they are doing mm-hmm. um but everything else i feel like has been expected uh like terms of like so far games that have been one loss or a situation yeah, I I feel like Gotham has surprised me a little bit this year. I thought that they were going to struggle a little bit more, but they have been really playing well, um minus that OL game. Yeah, but, um, but it's also it's also against OL, so that's... Exactly. But KC, I mean, they have not played well. Their team is just struggling. I think that they are really regretting not bolstering their defense. Um and I I think that Houston is playing really well. Obviously, Portland is Portland, and they didn't make a ton of changes this year. Uh, and they are just—it's like they are—they picked up where they left off at the end of last season with their championship run. They're just going. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it's kind of they are who we thought they are type of thing with most of the teams this year. And uh, we will. I, 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 yeah, I, I'm not surprised. I will say that some of the games have been just interesting in general with how the implementation of VAR um, has impacted the games. I feel like almost three-fourths of the games have had some sort of penalty kick um, in them, Um, and there's been a lot of reviews that have taken very, very long time to um, look at, and it's caused very long, like sometimes seven, eight, nine minutes of stoppage time um, at the end of uh, halves and that makes the game really long and so it's the the my whole thing is it's supposed to be of if like indisputable so if you have to sit there and stare at it for five minutes is it is it indisput- indisputable probably not oh. <laughs> uh, so that's where I my hang up is but uh, yeah I think VAR is good and bad. Um, I get it, but I also think that there are reasons why we should, shouldn't use it, but also there are things that are missed, um, that need to be addressed. So I, I, I see both sides of the VAR discussion. I'm glad that it's in the league. Um, I just think that they need to speed it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, I have like mixed feelings about VAR. Uh, I, maybe it's just the refs need to get used to it uh mainly were trained over what the last year or last mm-hmm. like postseason so hopefully with experience and time they'll get better and faster at reviewing via the var uh, but we'll see 
Yeah. And it, well, I'm hoping it gets better, but I think overall, just the league back to the games and stuff. I think that the teams are growing into the season still. Um, I think that we're going to see some teams figure it out a little, little bit more. Um, that's why I think people have such a big problem. This will kind of roll into the challenge cup a little bit um, that the challenge cup is no longer um, a quote unquote preseason tournament. Like it has been or ha- was last year. And I think teams utilize that as a preseason where they kind of took that time to gel. Well, we don't have that now. So right. you're just jumping into the season and not um, getting that opportunity. And I know um, as, as I'm a red stars fan, um, we were discussing this um, at in my little red stars group when the discord shout out to them, if they're listening um, that uh, we were talking about how they run a three back system. And for example, Tatum Malazzo was on, like she essentially ran the three back last year as the veteran second year player because they were down Tierna Davidson and Casey Kruger. Well, Casey and Tierna are now back. So Tatum is now playing alongside these players that have these phenomenal careers. They're excellent players. And she's trying to find her place because her role has changed. Well, that Chicago struggled with the three back so far this year. So I think that if that preseason tournament with the challenge cup would have happened, they could have figured it out. Well, now they're figuring it out on the fly. And I think that just for, that's just an example, but I think that that is happening with several teams that have made some changes or got players back or whatever it may be. See, I feel like they're trying to make Challenge Cup like uh, like a in the middle of a turn uh, middle of the season kind of tournament like uh, the European teams have. Uh, however, I think it just it just doesn't work right now as an in season tournament uh, because it's only within our kind of twelve teams that we have. If the USLW grows, if like other. Uh, women's league soccer grows in the u.s and we are able to incorporate them with like let's say liga mx and the uh league that they're starting in canada if we were able to incorporate those teams into this challenge cup in season tournament i think that would make more sense to make that an in-season tournament if if it's just between all the and if you still teams, let's just keep it a preseason tournament. Yeah, I don't, I, I haven't decided my full thoughts on it yet. I don't know if I'm super fond of throwing in teams from other leagues um, into it. I think that they're just trying to be like um, other soccer leagues that have these in-season tournaments. Um, I get it, but it's also a lot um, on this, like on bodies um, to have midweek games um, to play a a Saturday or Sunday, have a game on a Wednesday and then play on a Saturday or Sunday again. That's a lot. Um, It's a lot travel wise. It's a lot physically the recovery. um, And it's also a world cup year. So we don't want those unnecessary injuries that could occur. But I know that a lot of teams with the challenge cup are um, rotating their players um, in their games. We saw that in the first week that some teams did that other teams did not. Other teams don't have the luxury of being able to rotate either. So it depends on your squad. Um, But 
overall, I, I like the idea of the challenge cup. I'm very excited. We haven't mentioned this yet about the million dollar prize, um, that has been announced by, I believe it's UKG is the mm -hmm. company that, uh, it, that is sponsoring this. Um, so that's a, that's something to play for a million dollars is a lot of money, um, for a team in the NWSL. And so, I I'm excited for that for the players. I think that it makes it more meaningful because as we mentioned, teams are kind of rotating players. People kind of have in the past viewed it as a preseason tournament time to get minutes. Um, and they are utilizing it um, mostly during the world cup when the internationals are going to be gone. Most of the chat, most of the games will be challenge cup games. Um, so you will get to see some of the players that, don't necessarily get to see the field get time there. So it's going to be interesting. It'll test a lot of the team's depth, um, I believe. So there's that. We're unfortunately not going to get to watch. Me and you personally are not going to get to watch a lot of the Challenge Cup because we will be at the World Cup. Um, not that we're complaining. Busy. Yeah, not that we're complaining, but it would. So we won't. We probably aren't going to talk about it a lot. Um, We'll try to capture the highlights at least. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I, I, just in general, I think the Challenge Cup, I get it. But I think I, I need more information before I have a definite opinion on it. I want to see how this season goes um, before I say I like it, I don't like it, the way they've integrated it into the season or if it should be a preseason. I just need to, because everybody threw a fit last year, the injuries occurred during the challenge cup and they didn't like that so now that it's in season i don't know i i, I just don't know so stay tuned yeah. on my thoughts on that but back to angel city for a moment oh you know i mean that we we finally have the answer of where julie Ertz is going to play well we have to finally have the answer of where julie Ertz is going to do with her life in which was Coming back to soccer, which I th can say that I'm very happy that's the answer. I, I've i given you my opinion on this, and I'll state it here. Um, I did not want her to go to Angel City. It's nothing to do with the fact that I don't particularly care for that club. It has, <laughs> no. it has everything to do with the fact that it's a national team view for me. There are no players on that team that are going to be going to the World Cup for the U.S., yeah. And there are no more camps between now and when the roster is announced. So my thought was it would have been wonderful for her to go to a team that she could play with some of her national teammates to get, to build back more of a relationship with them. That's why I thought San Diego was an excellent choice um, because she does not, she has not worked with Naomi Gurma specifically um, a lot. And that's going to be somebody when she's in the sixth role. And then Naomi's more than likely going to be the starting center back to build that relationship. And then obviously Alex Morgan's on that team as well. Um, I thought that that was a choice. Um, obviously she said she wasn't coming back to Chicago. I thought that they would also be a really good choice because she'd get minutes there. Um, plus you've got Tierna, Casey, Alyssa. Um, and we will get into why I didn't say Mal here in a moment. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I I get it. She's going to play at Angel City. I I I understand that. I just for me, I wanted her to go somewhere where she's going to build relationships because of how late she got into the game um yeah. with the national team. That was the only reason. But I'm glad she's going to get minutes. That is first and foremost, get 90 minutes fit. 
second yeah. was the whole thought with the national team players. Well, I think that she's going to get, I think she's already pretty fit. I think just getting in the groove of consistently getting lots of minutes is also important. Well, Angel City's the place to go for that. Have, oh, <laughs> so my frustrations. Um, I read like, a stat the other. Work. Well, I read a stat the other day that Angel City is the least likely team, and this is not going to shock you. The least likely team to use their fifth sub. Yeah. Insane. My my question. I have so many questions for, for like Farakum. Like so many questions. Freya, I'm going to say it right now. I know you're probably not listening to this, but do not, do not break Julie Ertz. Do not run her into the ground. That's why I wanted her to go to Stoney because I thought Stoney would take better care. I yeah. think Freya is reckless with her players, um, with how she plays them. Um, so s- that is my concern. I'm actually so sad that Angel City just did not give whatever stoney wanted to go to angel city i legitly when i found out stoney was going to san diego yep so unhappy yeah i i i don't know i just hope that julie is successful uh to mention the fact that i i think it's important to say when we're recording this so people know for context this is sunday april 23rd so julie Ertz is supposed to make her um debut tonight um, for Angel City. So we will discuss that probably at the next episode on how that goes. Um, so we will see uh, what happens. But do we want to just keep rolling with the the Julie Ertz story and roll right into the last two uh, friendlies before the World Cup uh, with the U.S. Women's National Team? Yeah, let's start with uh, the game in Austin. Yeah. Okay. Um, Julie Ertz. Uh, being honored for her hundredth cap, finally, finally, finally. Um, what an incredible feat for Ertz. Um, if you wanted to give off the stats, I already forgot what you said earlier. Oh, yep. So she actually earned that cap in March of 2020, but we're now just now because some things have happened, as we all know. Um, between, but she is only the 15th player to earn their 100th cap it is a very very select group of people that get to that point so congratulations to her um and that honor and then uh becky's almost goal in that game oh you could see it coming you could see it coming the pass just was a little a little high um, and then after the game, Vlatko had said that they made a play um, designed for Becky to score, and that was it. But Ireland had it covered. Um, so it was, it was, it, I could just see it. I was like, I was standing up in my chair. I was like, oh God, I can see. And then it was too, it was, the pass wasn't great. So, but it was, it was rude of there. them to not let Becky score. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> Yeah, it was it was so it was so so interesting. Can we also talk about Alex Morgan getting back defensively in that game? In the 19th minute, Ireland had um a play where that, Alex had to clear the ball off the line. That was I I think I just love I fell back in love with Alex Morgan after that play. I was just like that that is why she is Alex Morgan like 
she gets back if she has to. And that's the thing. Like everybody thinks that forwards, all they do is score. No, they get back defensively. And if you watch the U S they do put some of their taller players back, even if they're forwards on the back line to defend corners, because you want to uh, eliminate the aerial threats. And Alex did her job of standing on that line. If she wasn't there, it was going in. Oh and yeah. They would have taken the lead in the game. And so it's, uh, it just, that yeah, it was it was also a very physical game, um, which we expected from Ireland. Um, a lot of a lot of tugging on jerseys, a lot of shoulder to shoulder contact, a lot of collisions, and um, Mal Swanson started the game, and she had a collision um, in the first half with the goalkeeper and was down for a bit. They evaluated her. The medical staff deemed that she was good to go back into the game. So she She's, did. She said that she was good. She And they um, and the staff evaluated and said yeah. that she was good first and foremost. And that's their job. Um, and so they uh she said she was good. They said yeah. she was good. She went back out on the field and unfortunately, right before half, uh there was another it wasn't even really a collision. It was kind of just both players going for the ball and Mal went down and uh, immediately players went over and were signaling for the staff to come out. And we don't need to recap the whole situation, but um, Mal was stretchered off the field. It was very, um, the players were distraught um, as they should be. Uh, and Mal ended up, um, we found out tearing her patellar tendon um, in her knee and uh, has already had surgery. We wish Mal absolutely the best in her recovery. We hope that she comes back stronger than ever. Um, but we also just wish her the best of luck just as a person, not just as an athlete, as a person. We want her to be well. Um, and that's a very traumatic injury. Yeah. And uh, it's just... Yeah, we just we just wish Mal the best, and it it, it the timing's not great, um, but recovery. We know that Mal is going to put in the effort, um, and hopefully she will be back better than ever. Um, but it just it really hurts to see players just in general go down with these type of injuries so close to um, what they've been pushing towards for four years. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many devastating injuries that two incredible players that we were really excited to see. And I'm sure they're devastated that they're missing out on that experience that they've been training and preparing for so close to the time. Yep. We we love you, Mal. We hope that uh, everything uh, goes well for you and your recovery. Uh I guess you'll get to watch a lot of Cubs games now with Dansby um, being there. And shout out to Dansby for being there for Mal. Um, he was there for her surgery. He still was playing in his baseball games. Um, but he seems to be a very wonderful human um, as well, taking care of his wife because he knows what big, what, how devastating this is. Not only, and I think that's the thing. It's not only the fact that she got hurt, which is a huge, huge devastating thing to happen but it's then piled on top of that missing the world cup like that is so much to take on as a person and deal with so i'm glad that she has a very good support system because i'm sure yeah. that 
there's it, it's just a lot so shout out to her um hopefully she uh she comes back as i have said i believe that she's going to come back next year she got cut from the olympic so she played in the 2019 world cup she got cut from the olympic roster didn't make the team so i'm calling this for next uh year the mal swanson revenge tour where we're going to come back and we're going to win the gold medal and mal's going to make a comeback and be a monster in the olympics in paris so let's do it i love that and uh you know you know me i'm hoping press comes back next year yep. for the olympics the same way she let's, doesn't let's have, have that gold yet. Things. She doesn't have that gold medal yet. She uh she has two two World Cups, one one uh rose gold, but uh, <laughs> and no no gold, real gold yet. So we still need to get that one more shiny silverware. Exactly for sure. Let's hope everybody comes back from their injuries, including all of the international players that have gone down um with injuries. The yeah, most no. recent one, um, Leah Williamson. Uh, so which breaks let's... my heart as uh, a Leah Williamson stan and a arsenal fan yeah i just for me as i've said a couple times um that i want the united states obviously i think the united states is going to win the world cup but i'm sad that all these other teams including us on that for that matter that all these amazing players are not going to be there because they're going to be down with injuries um, because I don't want their excuse to be, oh, well, we didn't win because of this, or they beat us because of this. I, w- I want all of this, the top talent there, but unfortunately that's not going to be the case. And that's never the case because injuries happen. But, um, I wish everybody, um, that has been hurt, that's going to miss out on the world cup. Um, I wish all of them the best. I hope that they come back. They are all phenomenal athletes. So, um, we want the game to be as good as it can be. So let's hope that they all can make speedy recoveries and be healthy yeah for sure but back to the game um so the exciting thing that happened in the game was we had a first time goal here yeah emily, emily fox defender it was goal. emily for, uh, it was the emily fox goal for austin yes first austin goal. Game. yes correct yes Yes. So she scored in the 37th minute and uh, Andy Sullivan had the assist on that. Um, Shout out Andy. And uh, yeah, she, she just went for it. She was about 20 yards out, just outside the 18. And she was just, she kind of just looked up and she's like, I'm just going to go for it. And she did, and she should. And it went in. It was great. And I think she has a a lot of opportunities. I we've talked about this because I say, I said before, and I said, she always gets, since she gets up so high, she has opportunities where she could just go for it. And and this time she actually did. And I'm really glad she did. And I think our defenders need to do that more often when they're in a position where they can just take a couple steps forward with the ball if they have it and shoot it. We don't have to be inside the 18. No. Our We can shoot the ball outside the 18. So I'm very, very happy that she did that. Um, and then the other goal came in the 80th minute on a penalty kick. Um, um, that Lindsay Horan scored, which Lindsay had just recently missed a PK um, for Lyon. And so that was, that was a big thing of who was going to take it. And she stepped up and she, she, she scored. And so the final score of the game was uh, two to nothing. So it was, I wouldn't say it was a great game, but, a, and this will be the theme for the next game in St. Louis as well, uh, that when something happens that is very, upsetting 
um, sometimes players don't play. They play more cautious as the game goes on. And I think mm-hmm. that we saw that um, after Mal went down. Um, and then we even saw that as a carryover to the St. Louis game. You were at the St. Louis game. Would you agree that the players definitely were, I don't want to say rattled, um, but they definitely weren't playing to the intensity level that we're used to seeing them play? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like we saw it with how, uh, with them not even dressing Rose Lavelle because they said, we need to protect our players, uh, Rose, especially, um, not like particularly the most um, built player. She does get get rough and tumbled a lot because of who she is. And I think overall during that game, they were just playing to play. Like they they weren't like being aggressive. They were cautious. Yeah. Yeah, and in that game as well, um, Haran went down towards the end of it and was grabbing at not particular something on her leg, not particularly sure if it was a groin, hamstring, whatever it may be. Um, and she asked to come out, and I think precautionary for sure. Um, and it's just that we're at the end of like when we're now at the end of April, it's any sort of injury that could take some weeks to recover from is cutting it close. And so we want to be very yeah. careful. Um, Rose has not played now for OL since that um, injury that occurred for the friendlies um, and let her heal. We want her healthy. Um, we want all the players healthy, not just Rose, but we want, since Rose has picked up a little bit of an injury, we want to make sure that she's okay. Um, and caution is very important, but let me also reiterate this that yes, caution is important, but I know people have been very upset at the fact that Mal went back into the game. Um, and that injury that occurred, both of the injury injuries, and I'm using air quotes. Um, that first one wasn't an injury. They deemed her good to go back into the game. The medical staff would never risk a player. It is their job to make sure that they are capable and able to go back into the game. And they did. And that injury was nothing related. It was an shoulder, neck, potentially worried about a head. They did all of the protocol. She was good to go. They deemed that this was a leg injury. As we all know, based on anatomy, those things are not related. um, And they're not close to one another. They were not a related injury. And the medical staff, that's their job. So those of us sitting on our couches that have no medical background should not be judging the people who that is their job and they are trained to do their job. So we need to stop blaming the medical staff for that. We need to stop blaming Vlatko. Vlatko's job when those things happen is to get his team rallied. The other thing is his job is to let the medical staff do their job. So he was letting them do their job. They gave their opinion and he said, okay, she can go back out. Okay. And everybody trusts that. Yeah, U- U.S. Soccer has very, very good medical staff. I know we've talked so, about how we don't necessarily agree with how Latko coaches and his decisions and calling up people, but being a terrible person is not something that I would ever say that Latko is. He, at the end of the day, is a caring coach, and if she was truly hurt, he would have never let her go back out. I mean, if it was anything even minor, I don't think they would have let her go out there. I think she was okay. I think that everything was fine. They cleared her. And again, 
you could tell by the look on his face that he was concerned for her, even when she initially went down on that first um, collision. And then the second one, the second one was also like, he was upset. He was just as upset as the other players on the field. And I just have the images right now in my head of Alex and Lindsay and Rose and Alyssa surrounding Mal trying to take care of her because she was going through a very, very intense situation. She was upset and the, the look on their faces, but they were there for their friend, first and foremost, their friend, second of all, their teammate. And they were genuinely concerned. Vlatko was yeah. genuinely concerned, but his job again is to get his players together and get them back in the mindset of let's, let's, we got to, we have mm-hmm. a game to play. The medical staff are doing their job. His job is to not go interrupt what they're doing to see if Mal's okay. He will learn that eventually. His job is to take care of his players and make sure that they're focused into the game. Yeah, so, he just has to trust his staff that yes, they're going to do their job. And then he has to do his while, while he wants to be there either way. Absolutely. So I just want to get that out there that I I don't blame Vlatko. We shouldn't blame Vlatko. That's not his call. It's the medical staff's job. He listens to his staff. Just like in that second game, they said Rose isn't good to go. Rose said she was good to go. But the staff said no, and she has yet to play for OL. So I would say that the staff definitely knew what they were talking about. You don't listen to the player. You listen to the staff that knows what they're talking about. Um, But back to the game a little bit, we had some debuts in the second game. Um, Well, not debuts, but returns, I guess you could say. Um, Tierna Davidson made her return from her ACL injury last year, Um, and as well as – well, she came in for Becky – so they they sent Becky off in a nice little – she got to play for about 30 minutes, um, and then they let – a standing ovation in St. Louis, which is – Yep, hometown. Love Becky. Um, and then we also got to see Casey Kruger come back um, from maternity leave. Um, she is an absolute uh, speedster. She's yeah. very fast. Um, and uh, then Kelly O'Hara also made her return. Um, to the national team from being out um, from since last summer, she has not played. And so she made her return. And so we are getting our players back slowly, but surely, but to go back a little bit before Tierna came into the game, I think that we need to talk about what happened with Becky in the game, because you almost witnessed you almost, you just, you just tell us you got to see it in person. Um, I was talking about Becky scoring. The Becky almost scored in the Austin game. No, Becky, Becky almost scored. Like it got saved in the St. Louis game. Oh, right. Oh my gosh, I was. That was such a long day. Again, my fault. My own fault. That was like the most exciting thing that happened in that game. The goal was very good. I mean, Alana Cook. Alana Cook cooks goal was pretty good but yeah but uh yeah I think she was just I think they were just trying to go for it and and we were like anytime Becky had the ball we're like goal 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 that play that they have drawn up is very good I'm curious to see if we will see it again or if it was just a one-time thing Becky has said that she real it because people are like oh the next time we get a penalty kick they just should just put Becky up there and let her shoot it she refuses 
She said if she's going to score, it's going to be in the run of play or it's never going to happen. She doesn't want to get it the quote unquote easy way. Yeah. Not that a PK is easy, easy, but she doesn't want that. She wants to score in the run of play. Um, but that that play that they have drawn up is very unique where she kind of makes a late delayed run into the top of the box on the 18 and tries to head it. Um, the service was very good into the box um, and she got her she got her noggin on it, but uh, it just wasn't placed where it needed to be. It was so close. It was so close. I thought I was going to have to pay up my bet with Michelle um, on that one. So uh, I did not at this point, but who knows, maybe we'll see it in the world cup and maybe we'll witness it in person. That would be pretty fun. I think, I feel like watching you, um, uh, complete your bet in person would be a lot more fun than, than <laughs> over a screen. Yeah. I will see what happens. Uh, stay tuned everybody. Uh, if the bet actually, uh, happens, but we'll, we'll see, but no, overall that game, Again, I feel like the players were uh, kind of cautious um, because of what had happened. But it was nice to see Becky getting celebrated for her 200th cap um, in her hometown, um, almost scoring a goal. And then I want to say, oh, and then on her birthday, on her birthday, Alana Cook scores her very first goal. That was a beautiful goal, too. Um, And... It was, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, she just, it was just a chip I, in the box and then like, just, it, like, it just it was a shross went over, went over the goalie into the box. It's 100% a shross, as I like to call it a shot cross. It's a shross. Um, and so when somebody asks you, when you do that, the, um, it, it's always, did you, did you mean to do that? And you go, duh, obviously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you're always going for that. And if it misses, you're passing the ball. <sighs> Another thing that happened like in that game was we got to see Alyssa Thompson, who came in after Mal was injured. Um, she came into the team, and she got her first start um, of the game, and she played the entire game. Uh, and I will say that that kid has a motor. Yeah, she can run. Cross-country star definitely uh helps for sure yeah she is an absolute beast when it comes to running she was moving up and down the field like crazy um I feel like there are she's a little rough still in her um abilities but you can see it you can see that she's going to be really good once she gets it figured out at the international and she is figuring it out for Angel City at the professional uh, level so far uh, so it's just really good to see. And I'm very excited to see what she brings to the table um, moving forward. But overall, my thoughts on that game are I after the injury to Mal in the previous game, I'm not surprised uh, to see how they played. Um, I was happy to see Alana Cook do well. Um, I feel like she has gotten a lot of negative negativity um, directed towards her that to me is unnecessary. Um and I was just happy for her and happy birthday. What a great way to have your birthday uh, celebrated. And Becky getting her celebration um, was amazing in her hometown. So that those are my takeaways from the game. And welcome back to all the players that uh, made their returns as well. Yeah, I'm really excited to see all these players like for the send-off game, which will be in July. Yes, against Wales which will be fun. It's going to be a lot of OL teammates 
um, versus uh, Jesper Schwach. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, I'm just really excited to see these players back and see how who ends up making that last and final roster. Yeah, I agree. I I think that what we learned um, from the two games uh, overall is that Julie Ertz is very fit. Julie Ertz looks like she did not miss a beat. Um, she When she came into the games, she made immediate impacts. She brought a lot of energy. Uh, still, she lost the ball a couple times. You can tell that there might be just, just a little bit of rust there, um, which is, that's just going to come with uh, minutes and games um, because you can't mimic that. Um, it's hard to mimic it even in practice. Games yeah. are just different, different level of energy. So I think that she getting minutes at Angel City will be really helpful for that. Um, and it was just really good to see her back out on the field, that huge smile. The, t- the team just looked so happy that she was there. Um, the, the cutest thing that I read was that when she got called into camp, she was so nervous. And it just reminds me of like a kid on their first day of school that they said that she uh, she got to camp first out of everybody because she wanted to be there and be like, I'm here. And it just reminds me of like a kid on their first day of school where they get up like an hour before they need to to get ready. And they're like standing at the door ready to go to school because they're just so excited. And so I, I that to me tells me I, I'm not I do not question her commitment um, to the game. She wouldn't she doesn't have to come back. She wants to come back. Yeah, um, she has nothing to prove. And it kind of just shows that she wanted to figure out if she could come back before she like made a big announcement or anything or try to jump in. And I think that shows a lot of who she is. Yeah, I think that the team definitely rallied around the fact that she was there. And yes, Mal's injury was very sad and it's devastating. And there were so many highs and lows from um, the games. So I definitely... I, we're going to miss Mal, but it's very, very nice to have Julie back. Um, and I think personally, and we'll get into this in another episode, that I think that Julie has solidified her uh, spot on the World Cup roster. But I think we're going to probably do an entire episode on our thoughts before Vlack co-announces his roster um, on who we think is in or out. But it's going to be based on league play now. So let's let's see how it goes. Allegedly, it's going to be on league play. So. Let's see. Allegedly. But yeah. Do you have any more thoughts and opinions on that? On the friendlies now, I think we can probably move into uh our 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 big last thing that we have, uh, which is uh the re- Utah Royals are back, which I was gonna wear the my jersey for this episode, but yeah. Can't forget Utah, about that. Utah's back. Um and they will be an expansion team next year with do you want to say it no you go for it uh amy rodriguez as head coach as we all we all know that uh a rod played at uh played in utah played for the royals um when on their short two-year run there previously she was yep, a captain she- Yes, she also had been previously coaching at USC, which is where she went um, to school. And so now apparently she got a phone call and they were just kind of talking. It was 
one of her former teammates that's part of the Utah organization. And they were just talking and they had asked if she was interested. She didn't really think she had a shot. And then they offered her the job and she took it. And if we all remember Amy as a player, specifically for Utah and the national team, she's got some fire. She's a fiery coach. She or she's a fiery player and she's going to be a fiery coach. And we all remember the game against Portland. Oh my gosh. I saw so my favorite game I probably yes. watched as like a, a newbie soccer fan. Oh, newbie NWSL fan. It was one of the first games of the like of the league I ever watched. That game had everything. And I'm not even kidding. Literally even, everything. It even included a Becky Sauerbrunn goal. Which I That's think just wild it off. And it happened to be the game winner, which is my favorite part. Um, and so it is just the all of the things, the sonnet argument, the Haran push, the just the conversations, it just I don't I say conversations, they were more like arguments, the yelling, the pointing, the the facial expressions, the hand gestures that happened from both sides. That being said, like I just remember someone having to yank Tobin Heath by the jersey to be like, come back. <laughs> like yep. wh- whatever you think you're doing, like, no. Yeah. Do not insert yourself into the this conversation. It was it, it was that. amazing. It, it that game was so, so good. And so I'm glad that she's gonna bring a little fire to the league. Um, and we will see what they do as an organization next year and how the expansion draft will work now that free agency is a thing. I'm wondering if that will change. Um, so excited to have Utah. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm excited for the Utah fans. Yes. I'm excited for their fan base. Um, but I feel like it needs to be mentioned that as a state, um, some of the laws that they have there are not ideal for a women's team to exist there, but that being said, they do have excellent support um, from their fans previously. Uh, so I am excited for them to get their team back. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Lots I, I of think things are happening. All of the things are happening. So we will we will continue to, to talk about it, um, put out some episodes, and uh, hopefully – Everybody enjoyed this, and uh, hopefully everybody has a good rest of their week. Hopefully everybody's weather is decent. Mine's not. Uh, it's been cold, cold here. So hopefully it's been nice, has... but cold. Yeah, it's not warm right now, and I'm not happy about it. Going out to high school soccer games is not super enjoyable. Um, but we do what we have Shout to do. Shout out to your kids, though. I know they've been playing really well. Unfortunately, they lost on Friday. They were on a three-game win streak, oh. but. They've got three games coming up this week, so I will be watching them on Monday, Thursday, Friday. So uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can get some dubs. Um, and uh, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be in like the fifties, <laughs> so as the high. So it's not gonna be warm. The things that I do for these kids, I swear. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So hopefully, so I'll have more maybe to talk about that. I'll, I thank you for giving them a shout out. They'll appreciate that. I'll have to let them know. Yeah. Um, now they're, they're going to do more uh, to find this podcast now. This is true. People this is true. Uh, for 
for people listening, uh, Liz has like a group of high schoolers that she coached at one point. Um, doesn't coach anymore, but they've asked her about the podcast, and she hasn't told anything. She hasn't told them the title. Yes. Which I think I think they they'll figure it out. I feel like they're one hundred percent super smart, so they're gonna figure it out. But they they know technology way more than I do, so they probably are actually like listening, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, you talked about us." That's how they're gonna know. It's yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yes, shout out to them. They are a joy to watch, and I appreciate them as people. Um, but. Yeah, thank thank you everybody for listening. Uh, and go we'll USA, go, go Red USA, Stars, go Angel City and Louisville because I'm just gonna do it now. Okay, then I guess I'm gonna throw my second team in there. Go Gotham. Um, and uh, hope everybody has a good uh, rest of your week and however long until we film <laughs> another episode of the podcast. Yes, until uh, I mean, which which would do this a pretty every, every other week. I think we're like pretty consistent. Um, yes. On the last thing about being consistent, um, what are you hydrating with today? Oh, I'm I'm we're a little different today. I think we normally mm. are just rocking the water, but I've got some uh, nice English breakfast tea this morning because it is Sunday morning. Uh, yes. Uh, speaking of the morning, I am hydrating or dehydrating myself with the uh, <laughs> um, coffee. Which I may or may not have screwed up. So I might need it like a go somewhere and have someone make me a coffee because I think the Keurig machine is broken. Yeah, I'm I'm just rocking my tea, which is usual. But yeah, so that's what and I do have some water, too. But uh, I've been drinking tea during this episode. But yes, we are staying hydrated, as should everybody else. And uh, we will catch you next time. We'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. See ya.